Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Big thanks to eBay for sponsoring this episode of Pass Gas. Passion, drive, patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. We're talking superchargers, turbos, exhaust kits, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need for the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. On a cold December night in 2019, the now infamous Carlos Ghosn left his Tokyo apartment around 6.30 p.m. and joined two men at a nearby hotel. The three men took a bullet train from Shinagawa to Osaka and arrived at a hotel near the Kansai International Airport just after 8 p.m. A few hours later, two men left the hotel carrying several large containers, including an audio equipment box that was later determined to be too big to fit inside the x-ray machine at Kansai Airport. The two men boarded a Bombardier Global Express private jet, took off, at 11.10 p.m., heading towards Turkey. Within an hour of the plane landing, a separate private jet took off for Beirut. And then, Carlos Ghosn, a former titan of global car industry, was free. But why did it go down like this? Forbes once called Ghosn the hardest working man in the brutally competitive global car business. Japanese referred to him as 7-Eleven, because he would work very hard from early in the morning till late at night. There was even a popular manga comic about his life, and his face had been printed on both Lebanese postage stamps and Japanese restaurant bento boxes. So how did a man nicknamed Mr. Fix-It and listed as one of Fortune's top 10 most powerful international business leaders end up on the run from the law? Today on Pass Gas, it's the epic rise and fall of Carlos Ghosn. I wish I had a Tokyo apartment. Yeah? What would you mm-hmm. put in it? My butt. Your butt? And the couch? Just a lawn a lawn chair? One of those like kneeling chairs. You remember those weird kneeling chairs chairs from the nineties where you're leaning forward? Oh yeah. I'm glad that didn't catch on because that sounds awful. Yeah. That hurt my knees for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they had spikes on them. Oh. Do people still turn their chair around backwards in like a bid to look like a bad boy? Speaking of bad boys, the vi- I'm recording at the Donut Studio today, and the vibes around here are surreal. We have 10, 10 Vin Diesel lookalikes of varying authenticity uh, <laughs> in the office today. Uh by the time this podcast airs, this will already have happened, but we're doing a live event 
next week with 10 Vin Diesel lookalikes. Two of them look a lot like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Eight of them don't, but they're they're all bald. One of them is 70, must be 70 years old. <laughs> I mean, like three Vin Diesels would be funny, but I can't even imagine 10. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that, Joe, because we started with three. Like we were like, that was, that was the joke I pitched was like, all right, and now here's three Vin Diesels saying family 100 times. That's a funny bit. And then over the last uh, two weeks during while we were developing this this thing, it became 10 Vin Diesels. And now the title of the live show is We Hired 10 Vin Diesels. And the whole thing is about Vin Diesel, basically. You should get them to flip a car over. <laughs> Dude, we should have them flip the Jetta. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do we have a forklift yet? No. Keep an eye on the on the on the old one because he we don't want to have him get a hernia or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad press. Yeah, it'd be bad. Welcome to past gas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not a Vin Diesel show. Uh, <laughs> Every show is a Vin Diesel. Although show. Although I wish it was, I do wish it was. A man is return is to the franchise, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm your host, Nolan Sykes, joined as always by my two co-hosts. We got James Pumphrey. Toot, toot, baby, baby, toot, toot. Uh, and then we got Joe Weber. Joe's back from Ireland. I'm back. Wink, wink, nation rejoice. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Guys, I'm calling upon wink, wink, nation to keep it juiced today because I'm very low on energy. I am jet lagged as hell. I've been up since three in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Uh, so... I call upon you to harness the energy of Wink Wink Nation and funnel it into me. Yeah, we need a Captain Planet Joe today. <laughs> yeah. What's that? I'm like Immortan Joe of Wink Wink Nation. <laughs> I heard you got diarrhea in a castle. <laughs> yeah. Beard. I won't dwell on that, though. I'll talk about the cool <laughs> stuff. The Irish car scene is cool as hell. There's a, a ton of AE86s, and I saw... You know how you you drive around Los Angeles and see like takeover spots in the middle of an intersection yeah. with just, you know, donut marks. There was like the smaller version of that because their roads are so, so small. But I did go on like the equivalent of an Irish uh, Tuge, which was just this tiny little mountain road. And I saw some some one had been drifting on it and I was like Damn. a tiny little mountain road yeah. <laughs> let's go to the Tuge the tiny little mountain road <laughs> that's awesome man I love Irish people and I I'm counting the days till I can go back I'm pretty sure I'm Irish oh I bet you got some in you yeah because I'm so red <laughs> <laughs> And I love whiskey. <laughs> I, a tiny. And my my accent is just like built in, like you know, it's so authentic. A tiny little mountain road. We our our in entry into like the the accent because obviously we were doing bits the whole time. Was traveling with some comedians. We did the accent a, a fair bit, and our entry into it when you're like can't remember how to do it is you go tee tee tar tee tar. That's all you got to do, and then you're in it. Tee to tar, tee tar. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. If I do a Jamaican accent or a, a, a Canadian accent, yeah, I gotta be real careful not to just become Irish. Yes. Don't you know? Don't you know? You go down below and then you're all of a sudden you're Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamaican quickly morphs into Scottish for me. Uh huh. Beer can. <laughs> That's the classic right there. I think Harris Whittles made that up. All right, let's get into the story today. Carlos Ghosn, the disgraced former executive of Nissan and Renault. Carlos Ghosn was born on March 9th, 1954 in Porto Velo, Brazil, to a Lebanese national, Jorge and his wife, Rose. The two, uh, the family moved back to Lebanon but then fled back to Brazil in 1975 at the outbreak of the Lebanese Civil War. And Jorge became a diamond trader, or trafficker, and dabbled in the airline industry. More interestingly, he was convicted of murdering a priest in Lebanon in 1960. What? And spent more than a decade behind bars in the 60s and 70s. Sounds like a chill guy. You remember when he killed the priest? 
Oh, don't bring it up. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was in the past. What are we going to dwell on everything? Past. It's in the past. It's been years since he killed that priest. <laughs> what about Nike and their slave labor, huh? <laughs> you wear you wear Nikes. <laughs> Life in Brazil wasn't easy for the Gone family. When Carlos was about two years old, he drank unsanitary water and became very, very ill. His mother was advised by the doctor to take him to a more temperate region, so he and his mother moved to Rio de Janeiro. Though he got a little bit better, he didn't fully recover, so his mother and father decided it was time for him to return to Lebanon. As Gohan himself explained in his autobiography, Shift, inside Nissan's historic revival, quote, My family settled into a pattern typical of the Lebanese diaspora. My mother, sister, and I returned to Lebanon, where my father shuttled between Brazil and Lebanon. Gohan then completed secondary school in Lebanon, then went to Paris. He graduated as an engineer in 1978 and secured a job at Michelin, which was Europe's largest tire maker. Gohn spent 18 years at Michelin, climbing the ranks from plant manager to head of research and development for the company's industrial tire division to CEO to, to COO of Michelin's South American operations, which put himself and his new wife Rita back in Rio de Janeiro. That branch of the company wasn't doing too hot, so Gone was tasked with turning it around. He succeeded in just two years and was appointed president and COO of Michelin North America in 1989. Wow. The following year, Gone was promoted again to CEO and presided over the restructuring of the company after Uniroyal Goodrich Tire purchased it. Fast tracker. Yeah, he went all the way from just like watering plants. As the plant manager. Right. To CEO. <laughs> he was misting plants with a little spray bottle. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't think that's what they mean by plant manager. Using a little dripper thing to you give it plant food. to manage yeah. these plants. Well, he was, he was, uh, all the plants were in tires. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, like an, like a New York playground. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, girl, you got a booty like a New York playground. <laughs> in 1996, Gone left Michelin to become the executive vice president of Renault in charge of purchasing advanced research, engineering and development, powertrain operations, and manufacturing. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. It's so much stuff that, yeah, it's so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but if that wasn't enough stuff, he was also in charge of Renault's South American division. Over the course of 1997, Gone restructured the company, greatly increasing its profitability. And by 1999, he helped form the Renault-Nissan Alliance, believing in the alliance so much that Renault purchased a 36.8 stake in Nissan. Well, wow. a lot of what he was doing to restructure was just laying people off, closing factories. And so he got kind of a bad reputation for... I can't remember what his other nicknames were, but they were like to the tune of like Terminator or something. Like he just comes in and wrecks shop. Button man. I can see that. Like a guy comes in and just lays a bunch of people off. Yeah. And I'm not talking about good Terminators. It's like George (laughs) Clooney in uh, that movie where he flies around. Up in the air? Yeah. He's a button man. You know what a button man is? No, what's a button man? Button man's a guy who comes in and fires you. Oh yes, I do remember that. Yeah, my dad was a was a button man at one point. Really, your dad? Yeah, was? yeah, he'd go in and fire people. Whoa. Yeah, I don't. You know, I I feel weird firing people. Uh, our producer Thomas just texted us. Lacoste killer was one of Carlos's. Nicknames. Yes. Is that because he's French? Lacoste killer. Lacoste killer. What is Lacoste beyond the alligator brand? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he's first he's dealing with plants, now he's dealing with polos? Yeah, what? And little <laughs> alligator things? Well, what does Lacoste mean in French? No, just like cost killer. Cost killer. Oh. I thought you said Lacoste killer. It is Lacoste killer. But <laughs> oh, the. Because yeah, yeah. the. Yeah, he's yeah. the Lacoste killer. 
oh yes, it's in yeah. France. Well, yes, it's killer is in English, so you can understand my confusion. Yeah, I get, I get the confusion. Also, guys, because this is just an audio format, I can dress like myself, so the audience can't see me right now. But I'm in head to toe. Lacoste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my Sperry's. <laughs> I got a cable knit around my shoulders. I'm wearing tires around me like the Michelin. I know. Man. It's, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> While maintaining his 50 jobs at Renault and four kids at home, Gone joined Nissan as COO in 1999, July. <laughs> Uh, He then became president in June 2000 and was named CEO in June 2001. This dude moves quick. Like, this is, like, really impressive. Yeah, I think it's the eyebrows. People look at his eyebrows and they're like, I don't want to mess with this guy. You just have my job. Take my job. He's got the look where it's like, oh, yeah, that guy could not be anything else besides a CEO. Yeah. Yeah, he's in charge. Yeah. He looks in charge. If you got called to his office, if he was our boss, that'd be some scary. He'd be a scary man. That's intimidating. I would be that man's human footstool if he asked me to. <laughs> okay, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> you'd have to. The brows, <laughs> yeah. If he asks you. So when Gone joined uh, in 1999, Nissan had debt totaling more than twenty billion dollars. Twenty billion dollars. And only three of its 46 models sold in Japan were generating profit. 46 models? Oh, dude. <laughs> that's a. What the hell? That's a good Saturday, dude. <laughs> uh, 46 models making profits sounds like a pool party at Dan Blazarian's house. <laughs> Gunn's Nissan revival plan, uh, in quotes, announced October 1999, called for a return to profitability by the year 2000 and 50% reduction of the current debt level, as well as a profit margin in excess of 4.5% of sales by the end of 2002. He promised to resign if the goals were not met, which would probably make some Nissan workers happy. His plan called for cutting 21,000 jobs, 14% of the total workforce, shutting down five Japanese plants, and auctioning off prized assets like the aerospace unit. Gohan also spearheaded dramatic corporate culture changes at Nissan and a limited seniority-based and age-based promotion, a staple of Japanese culture. Then he changed the official company language from Japanese to English. Mmm. Dude. Mmm. I bet Hmm. this did not go over well. I don't think so. I don't think so. I could see, I could see uh, a changing in the tide. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine you're working at Nissan like for like 30 years and all of a sudden this French dude, Brazilian Lebanese dude comes in? Yeah. You're putting hubcaps on a Nissan Rogue. Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) you don't get your promotion. Yeah. You don't get anything. Bye-bye. Bonjour. (laughs) In one year, Nissan's consolidated net profit after tax climbed to $2.7 billion from a loss of $6.46 billion the year before. That's that's incredible. It's a $9 billion turnaround. Over. Twelve months into Gone's three-year turnaround plan, Nissan returned to profitability, and by three years... And by three years, it was one of the industry's most profitable automakers with operating margins above 9%, twice the industry average. Therefore, the goals of the Nissan revival plan were achieved before March 2002, a full nine months before Gohn's self-imposed deadline. It's the eyebrows. It's the eyebrows. We got to grow out our eyebrows, boys. You cut your eyebrows? (laughs) I don't cut them myself, but I've noticed that when I go to my uh, my barber, she... Uh, you mean you, when your barber comes to you, you rich yeah, person? That's right. She comes to the office. Nolan, Nolan got his hair cut at the office the other day. Really? It's yeah. convenient. Yeah, well, no, of course yeah. it is. Rich, <laughs> richy rich. Yeah, she, she, goes around the, the, she goes around the city. I was on her way, okay? I usually go to her house. Yeah. 
Right. All right. Let's not act like this is something that isn't. All right. Yeah. Normally she goes to your boat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's just why you have such a horrible haircut all the time. She trims my eyebrows. I've noticed. There's an Airbnb right now in, in L.A. that's a, a yacht. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to stay on it this weekend. Wow, you that's should. cool. My uncle lived on a boat for a very long time. <laughs> we'll get back to more past gas, but right now, a word from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. But the Nissan Revival plan was only the beginning. Next on Gone's insanely ambitious docket was the Nissan 180, a three-year plan for growth based on the numbers 1, 8, and 0. By the end of spring 2005, Gone wanted Nissan to achieve an operating margin of at least 8% and reduce its debt to zero. Then, by September 2005, Nissan would aim to increase its global sales by 1 million vehicles. And as you might be able to guess, these goals were reached and absolutely crushed. In the spring of 2003, Nissan announced that their debt was eliminated in 2002. In 2003, Nissan's operating margin jumped to 11.1%. And by October 2005, Nissan announced that its annual sales from September 2004 to 2005 were more than 3.67 million. By May 2005, Gone was named president and CEO of Renault, becoming the first person to run two companies on the Fortune Global 500 simultaneously. Wow. He's like that when Jean-Claude Van Damme did that Volvo ad and yeah. he did the splits between the two <laughs> yeah. trucks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Aside from a divorce in 2012 and general killing it corporate style write-ups, 2005 through 2016 were relatively quiet for Gone. So let's jump ahead 11 years to Mitsubishi. In October 2016, Nissan acquired a controlling 34% stake in that company. And Gone, in addition to his Renault and Nissan posts, became chairman of Mitsubishi because I guess he didn't have enough jobs. <laughs> the plan was to rehabilitate the automaker after a scandal involving fuel economy misrepresentation and falling revenues. The partnership uh, would include development for electric cars for Mitsubishi, something Nissan was excelling at after the introduction of the Nissan Leaf in 2010. And the Renault-Nissan-Mitsubishi Alliance, or RUNAM, would create the world's <laughs> fourth largest auto group after Toyota, Volkswagen Auto Group, and General Motors. Shortly thereafter, in 2017, Gone stepped down as Renault CEO, but kept his chairman post. Perhaps he wanted to spend more time with his new bride, whom he had married at a Marie Antoinette-themed event at Versailles in 2016. That's so lavish, I can't decide if it's like so sick or just the lamest thing I've ever heard. It's pretty lame, I think. Just to give a little context for that Mitsubishi thing, 
the scandal over there was that all their uh, small K cars over there in Japan like got really horrible fuel mileage, and they cover, they like lied about it for for twenty years. And they had, they had actually had two separate fuel mile scandals where it's like, okay, we got caught the first time in like the mid 80s. We won't do it again. And then 15 years goes by and they, they get caught. On November 19th, 2018, Tokyo district prosecutors arrested Gone upon his re-entry into Japan aboard a private jet that had come from Lebanon for questioning over allegations of false accounting. That same day, Gone's top aide, Greg Kelly, a Nissan director and former head of human resources, was also arrested. And Nissan's chief executive, Hirota Sakawa, announced at a press conference that Gone had been dismissed from Nissan's board and would be stripped of executive rights. According to Sakawa, Gone and Kelly had both underreported their compensation, a violation of securities law, and used company assets for personal investments. Doesn't sound good, does it, gentlemen? No. The company didn't provide exact numbers, but the Japanese media claimed that Nissan was paying around $18 million for homes in Rio, Beirut, Paris, and Amsterdam, and that Gone charged family vacations to the company. Big deal. The purchases of some of these residences and the payment of expenses were handled by a shell company, Zia Capital BV, which was set up by Kelly to make venture investments at the beginning of 2010, around the same time Gone divorced his first wife and began his relationship with his second. In addition, to avoid reporting the full amount of his compensation, Gone also had Kelly structure complicated deferred payment plans that went unreported under disclosure rules that Nissan's auditors didn't sign off on, totaling around $80 million. Allegedly. Allegedly. Gon was detained on November 19th at the Tokyo Detention House. Tokyo Detention House sounds like... Dude, their third album is so good. (laughs) Tokyo Detention House sounds like an album from like Japan Droids or something. Yeah. At this this, uh, detention center, you could be legally detained for up to 23 days without any charges being filed against you. According to Gone himself, in an exclusive interview with the BBC, he was given prison clothes and confined to a cell. Quote, All of a sudden, I had to learn to live without the watch, without this computer, without the telephone, without the news, without the pen, without anything. Charges were eventually filed on December 10th, along with allegations for additional charges that restarted a 10-day holding period without bail. At this point, Nissan took control of two of Gon's six private residences in Rio de Janeiro and Beirut and changed the locks. The Gon family had to sue for access to their own home. I cannot get to my rogue. I need my Nissan rogue. How am I going to go to the shops? (laughs) (laughs) My Murano convertible. Is locked away. <laughs> I need to go see my Nissan C70Z. Okay, so like, what did the Gone family drive, right? I was thinking that. I think an Armada. Apparently, he loves the Pajero. Oh, uh, what? Okay. Well, an Armada is a Pajero. Wait, it, really? Is it? No. Or what's no. the what's the one now? Montero, Pajero, Patrol, Patrol. He loved the Nissan Patrol. Yeah, he loved the Nissan Patrol. So he probably rolled around in a patrol. He, like, helped develop the patrol. On December 21st, the very day his 10-day holding period ended, Gone was rearrested on suspicion of shifting personal losses of $16.6 million to Nissan, allegedly related to a personal swap contract in October 2008. <laughs> During the financial crisis... The introduction of these charges presented Gunn's release on bail later that same day because the new charges permitted an additional 10 to 20 days of incarceration prior to a bail hearing. The new charges alleged that in return for a personal letter of credit from Sheikh Khalid al-Jufali, the vice chairman of one of Saudi Arabia's largest conglomerates and majority owner of Nissan Golf, Nissan indirectly paid $14.7 million from an internal discretionary fund known as the CEO Reserve to a wholly owned Jufali company in four installments between 2009 and 2012, although the internal documentation did not specify the ultimate recipient. All signs pointed to Gone. So that's a little confusing. But what it sounds like is Gone 
now has probably $14.7 million worth of credit from this shake, but he used Nissan's money instead of his own, right, to, like, buy this credit. So that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good look. But the, the, the documents do not say who the credit would be for, right? So there's still, that's yeah. a bit nebulous. But because it came from the CEO fund, it's most uh-huh. likely Carlos Ghosn. Allegedly. Allegedly. On January 8th, 2019, Ghosn made his first public appearance to proclaim his innocence. That same day, his bid to be released from prison was rejected. It's crazy that a guy this rich can't get out of jail. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in America, this dude would be out in like three days. Oh, this guy would never even go to jail. That The government would go to jail because he was offended <laughs> by them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. By January 11th, Gone's imprisonment was set to end, but he once again received additional charges, aggravated breach of trust, and understating his income, which would extend his stay in jail for months before a trial could take place. Two days later, on January 13th, Nissan's investigation allegedly found that Ghosn had paid himself an undisclosed $8 million from a joint venture owned by Nissan and Mitsubishi that was set up in 2017. Without the knowledge of either company's directors, simply because Ghosn had the sole authority to dispense cash from the venture. Meanwhile, Ghosn is still technically Renault's CEO, despite getting fired from Nissan. Originally, the French government and Renault believed Ghosn to be innocent until proven guilty. But on January 16th, France's financial minister stated that Renault may need to hire a new CEO due to Ghosn's continued incarceration. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We may need to hire a new host for uh, the D-list and up to speed because James continues to be in jail. (laughs) And France owns a bit of uh, Renault. Like the government. A lot of it, right? The financial minister can make this statement, so enough to, for that to happen. Yeah. Renault also worried that Nissan would take the chance to reshape the alliance's balance of power. Ghosn eventually resigned as chairman and CEO of Renault on January 24th. Ghosn appealed his denial of bail and offered to meet greater restrictions and higher guarantees of appearance in return for his release, including wearing an ankle bracelet and posting his Nissan stock as collateral. Meanwhile, his wife, Carol, published a letter she wrote to Human Rights Watch about his detainment. Despite their efforts, the Tokyo District Court again denied bail on January 24th, 2019. This is crazy, dude. I think there's something we have to address about the Japanese legal system is that it's way different from ours. I was waiting to read it and I uh, we didn't hit it yet. They have an extremely high conviction rate. It's like 90%. 99.4% conviction rate. They don't put forth charges unless they know they're going to win the case. So like hmm. if it's frivolous, they're not even going to charge you. That's how they have that, that's how they can get such a high conviction rate is that they pretty much have you dead to rights because they know that they're going to they have a rock solid case. Yes. Interesting. As a Donuts unofficial legal counsel, I concur. By January 30th, more than 2 months after his initial arrest, Gone claimed his charges were plot and treason by executives of Nissan who opposed the relationship with Renault and a future plan that was in the works to integrate Nissan, Mitsubishi, and Renault. Leaks to the media also reported that Ghosn had planned to call a vote to fire Nissan CEO uh, Saikawa and reinstate Kelly, who had semi-retired to the U.S. in 2015, to active service at a scheduled board meeting that would have occurred just after his initial arrest. By mid-February, Godin's lead counsel, Montanari Otsuru, stepped down and was replaced by Junichiro Hiranaka, who has a record of success in a number of high-profile cases. Fortunately for him, Godin's new legal team was significantly more successful in getting Godin what he wanted. And what he wanted was to get out of jail. Gone was finally granted bail, set at $9 million in March 2019 under his new legal team. The terms were intense. Gone was not allowed to travel abroad and had to remain at a given address under 24-hour camera surveillance with no internet access. He was released on March 6, 2019, about four months after his initial arrest. Then, a little, then, a little over a month later, on April 3rd, Gone tweeted that he was, quote, ready to tell the truth and would hold a press conference on April 11th. 
The Japanese government was like, absolutely not, bruh. And he got arrested for a fourth time that same day. <laughs> oh, man. Supposedly over new suspicions of financial misconduct concerning alleged dealings over Oman. The country. Oh, man. Oh, man. Gone released a statement claiming the arrest was outrageous and arbitrary. I mean, that's a little suspicious just that they're like have all these charges ready to go in case he posts bail yeah. and leaves then they're like oh wait but then there's this one yeah. yeah it's crazy that they keep incarcerating him yeah on april 8th nissan shareholders voted to remove gone from the board as well as his right hand greg kelly and opted to appoint renault chairman jean dominique senad as a director the next day gone released a youtube video where he proclaimed himself quote innocent of all the accusations that came around these charges that are all biased, taken out of context, twisted in a way to paint a personage of greed and a personage of dictatorship. Gone wasn't released from prison until April 22nd, 2019, when he was placed under house arrest. One of the stipulations of this house arrest? He wasn't allowed to have contact with his wife for four months. That's insane, dude. Why? That's yeah. like Someone was like, you can't talk to Nolan. Watch. <laughs> Things did not get better for Gone. In June of 2019, Renault uncovered 11 million euros of questionable expenses by Gone during an internal audit. And the French state decided to investigate his actions. And then two months later, Carol appealed to President Macron on behalf of her husband to plead his case with the Japanese leader Shinzo Abe at the 45th G7 summit. It did not work. Then, in September of 2019, Gone settled with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission over claims that he failed to disclose more than $140 million in pay from Nissan. He was fined $1 million, while Nissan was fined $15 million, and Greg Kelly, $100,000. Although he neither admitted nor denied the SEC's charges... Gone accepted a 10-year ban from serving as an officer or director of a public company. Yeah, seems like small potatoes right now. It's kind of falling apart right now for old Goni. We'll be right back with more of this story, but first, a word from our sponsors. Big thanks to eBay for sponsoring this episode of Pass Gas. Passion, drive, patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. We're talking superchargers, turbos, exhaust kits, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need for the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Do you follow automotive news? Or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey, and every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. And this brings us to our opening and Gone's escape to Beirut 
in a box. Ghosn left his Tokyo apartment around 6.30 p.m. on December 29, 2019 and joined two men at a nearby hotel. His reason for doing so? The team he hired to extract him from Tokyo noticed that Japanese security would follow Ghosn nearly everywhere except into hotels. The three then took a bullet train to Osaka and dropped into another hotel near Kansai Airport just after 8 p.m. A few hours later... The two men left the hotel carrying a suspiciously large audio equipment box with Gon folded up inside. <laughs> uh, it's like a Home Alone movie. Yeah. He later said, when you get in the box, you don't think about the past. You don't think about the future. You just think about that moment. You are not afraid you don't have any emotion except the huge concentration on this is your chance. You can't miss it. If you miss it, you are going to pay with your life, with the life of a hostage in Japan. The only things I do miss is the box. <laughs> I have called the guys and said, hey, uh, maybe... You send me the box back, uh, and they don't respond to my texts. According to Gon, the plan was I could not show my face, so I have to be hidden somewhere. And the only way I could be hidden was to be in the box or be in a luggage so nobody could see me. Nobody could recognize me, and the plan could work. He then said the idea of using a large box that would normally contain musical instruments was... The most logical one, particularly that around this time, there were a lot of concerts in Japan. <laughs> Tiesto. Tiesto was doing his tour that year, and I'm a big fan. I just, okay, so they, they chose a box because it wasn't, you know, it couldn't be scanned. So, like, the security people just didn't open it up at all. Well, it's a private jet. Oh, that's right. So, that's like, right. I don't know if you guys have ever flown on a private jet, but I have. Um Okay. Wow. Yeah. I've, wow. Yeah. I mean, I have, so I can kind of like speak to this because I, mm-hmm. you know, I you have I've flown on a private jet, unlike you, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. dirty people. <laughs> yeah, but were you the steward? Were you the flight attendant? Oh, burn, dude! Freaking burn, dude! I was the toilet liquor. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, so you were on Dan Bilzerian's plane? <laughs> yeah, when I when I used to work for Dan Bilzerian as his toilet liquor. <laughs> But on private jets, like I didn't even uh, have to go through security. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. So security is way different when it's just you and your friends because they're like, I don't care. Yeah, things are pilot. different. Structures of society are different when you have a lot of money. Yeah. Like when you're working for Dan Blazarian, you get treated different. <laughs> yeah, you get treated. <laughs> you different. lick a lot of toilets, <laughs> and you get a lot of scars inside and out. <laughs> all in all, Gone was in the box for an hour and a half from Japan to Turkey and then finally to Beirut. Gone later confirmed his escape through a statement by his press rep in New York claiming he would no longer be held hostage by a rigged Japanese justice system where guilt is presumed, discrimination is rampant, and basic human rights are denied. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm with him. After going Shawshank Redemption billionaire style, a Tokyo court granted a request by Japanese prosecutors to revoke Gon's bail. Unfortunately for Japan, though, this is totally useless. Although Japan and Lebanon are both members of Interpol, there's no extradition agreement between the two. And Interpol issued a red notice for Gon's arrest, and Japanese authorities raided Gon's Tokyo apartment to search for evidence. Gon held his first press conference after his daring escape on January 8th, 2020, in which he claimed he fled injustice and political persecution and then described his imprisonment conditions, pleaded innocence, and named Nissan executives who plotted his demise. I remember this. The next day, a Lebanese prosecutor imposed a travel ban on Ghosn and his lawyers quit. By January 30th, arrest warrants were issued by Japanese prosecutors that claimed the escape operation was orchestrated by former United States Army Special Forces operator Michael Taylor, a private security contractor with extensive contracts in Lebanon. The warrant also claims that Michael was assisted by his son, Peter Maxwell Taylor, and a third American, George Antoine Zayek. 
Michael and Peter Taylor were arrested on May 20th, and on October 30th, the U.S. agreed to extradite the Taylors to Japan. In June of 2021, Michael and Peter Taylor pled guilty in Tokyo in helping Gon escape from Japan. The Taylors apologized to the Japanese, and it was found that they were paid more than $1 million from a Parisian bank account related to Gon in form of bank transfers and Bitcoin payments. Michael was sentenced to two years imprisonment, and his son received 20 months. All right, not too long. 20 months is a lot. I was expecting a lot worse on account of like how bad the Japanese government wants to get going, you know. Back to 2020. On February 12th, Nissan launched a $90 million lawsuit against Gone for alleged corrupt actions. This was probably a good move on their part because later that month, Japan's financial regulators fined Nissan $22 million for underreporting the pay of former chairman Gone and other executives for years. Maybe they could use some of that $90 million if they can ever take Gone to court. And as of now, Gone is still technically on the run, but that doesn't mean he's been out of the spotlight. At the end of September, he released his latest book about his experiences titled Broken Alliances Inside the Rise and Fall of a Global Automotive Empire. It involves Japanese and French politics, a scathing rebuke of the Japanese judicial system, and most importantly for Gone, quote, addresses the reasons behind Nissan's internal coup and questions about the chairman's remuneration, his management methods, and his vision for the future of the auto industry to understand what has happened and what could still happen tomorrow. The Japanese judicial system seems corrupt and punishing enough that Gon's wild escape makes much more sense than we expected when we started this research and started making videos about this. The man was held without a trial and refused bail for four months. Bad enough treatment that the United Nations Human Rights Group called for Gon to receive compensation and other reparations from the Japanese government. Did he run the second he was able to? Is he guilty of the crimes that he's been charged with? Maybe. It does seem highly suspect that Gon had planned to fire Nissan CEO Sakawa and replace him with his co-patriot in corporate dark arts, Greg Kelly. We'll never know the entire story, but one thing's for certain. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Well said. Thanks, I made it up. (laughs) (laughs) It means that the crown is heavy and you got a responsibility for being the boss. All right, based on the research that we've done for previous videos and what we've talked about, how what level of guilt do you think uh, Carlos Ghosn, or how guilty do you think Carlos Ghosn is? Well, here's the thing. I... I have no doubt that he has psychopathic tendencies, as a lot of CEOs do. Yeah, you can't get that rich without being like kind of a dirtbag. Yes, and and I'm happy going on the record saying that I don't care if he sends his the goon 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 goons the after goon me. Goons. The goon yeah, goons. goon goons, goon girls, goon girls. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I think I think that he was just based off of like. How he was charged makes me think that the Japanese uh, court was in cahoots with Nissan. And then also we didn't talk about the emails, the internal emails that they tried to stifle, which Uh, were very blatant, were very blatant about trying to set him up and they destroyed the emails, but they, you know, that they went in and, and found them somewhere. So we didn't touch upon that, but I understand the writer probably has a point of view they want to get across, but I think that he was framed. Well, I think it's I think it can both be true that the that Nissan and the government colluded and also that Gone did some shady stuff. I think those can both be true at the same time. But because there's so much noise in this case, now it's really turned into like a who's telling less of the truth kind of thing. Agreed. And it's kind of murky. And at the end of the day, a rich guy is living in Lebanon. (laughs) Yeah, he's not like he's a victim, but he's not really a victim. He's he's eaten delicious caviar in his mansion. In his mansion that Nissan bought. Yeah, that's where uh, Zanku chickens from. So maybe he's having some Zanku. I love Zanku. Zanku is like crack. Now I am hungry. All right. I think that's a good place to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got to go get some chicken. Give me some freaking shawarma. 
but before we go, we've got one email from you guys. Uh, this, you can, if you want to contact the show, hit us up at pastgas at donutmedia.com. All right, here it goes. This is from Dylan. Hey guys, love the show. I would love to hear a podcast about the DTM era cars of the 80s. Ooh, okay. The rivalry between BMW and Mercedes. I love old E30s and 190Es, but I don't know a ton about the history of the racing behind them. They were quite influential cars that formed the foundation for some killer cars that came after. Uh, I think that's definitely possible there. Dylan, we'll get... I think that's a great job, Dylan. I think that's a great job, Dylan. Why don't you... Spot on. Spot on, Dylan. It's kind of stuff that we like. Okay. Um, we're going to do it. Okay. Uh, email us your address. We'll send you the check. <laughs> JK. Yeah. So but again, thanks, Dylan. That's a really great idea. I think uh, you might see that story in the future. For sure. All right. If you want to hit us up, again, the address is pastgas at donutmedia.com. All right. Follow my boys. You know, wait, you know, before we get into the goodbyes, you know, what we should do is if, if we choose to write a script based off of a suggestion we should send them stickers or like a shirt a shirt incentivize it incentivize it all right well i want to incentivize although i love this suggestion dylan and i want people to keep sending suggestions i want to incentivize just not requests you know i want to i want to say like hey give us some more insight on yeah correct us i love being corrected yeah I want to be corrected. I want to be... Tell us we're wrong. Correct me, daddy. Yeah. Yeah, correct us, daddies. That's right. Follow Nolan on uh, social media at Nolan J. Sykes. Follow Joe at Joe G. Weber. Follow me at James Pumphrey. Wink, wink, nation. Rejoice. We're 10,000 strong now. Congrats to Wink, wink, nation. nation. You guys are awesome. If you, for some reason, haven't checked out our YouTube channel, check that out. We make videos almost every day. Uh, go to donutmedia.com. We release a new merch item every week. I love you. Goodbye. Be kind. And keep it juiced. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.